Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's secret go. podcast and I'm Diane Knox. I hope you're doing great and I don't know, maybe looking forward to some overnight golf this week on the PGA Tour. It's the start of the Asia Swing with the CJ Cup at Nine Bridges in South Korea. We've got three of the Secret Golf team in the field, Ryan Palmer, Mark Leishman and Pat Perez, who got in last minute actually on a sponsor's exemption. We had Pat on the podcast last week and he was getting ready to play the Houston Open at the time and then I think maybe like an hour after we talked he got a call saying you're in the field so that was the start of the journey for him but with the time difference they are 13 hours ahead in South Korea compared to Eastern time so round one has already been completed and round two well the guys will tee off round about 7 p.m tonight Ryan Palmer two under in his first round Mark Leishman was level and Perez one over and Ryan Palmer is our first man out for round two at 7:50 p.m Eastern. We'll be tracking all of their progress on our Secret Golf social media over the next couple of days. Now on the podcast today, a little bit different and I'm really excited about putting this one out there. Now we have several LPGA Tour players and one of them is Sandra Gall. Sandra is, well she's been on the podcast quite a few times before and she is excellent. Always great conversation. She's so good at social media too. But she's German. She's been playing golf her whole life went to University of Florida in Gainesville. And while she was at college, she won the Ladies European Amateur. Later that fall, entered the LPGA qualifying tournament where she qualified for the tour in 2008. So she turned pro and, well, that meant she couldn't play collegiate golf anymore, but she completed her degree while playing full-time on the LPGA tour and graduated with honours from Florida in summer 2008. Now, it's a long time for someone to be playing on tour. She's 34 years old and had her one and only victory in 2011 at the Kia Classic. So for 11 years, Sandra has been playing full-time, which is huge, but she started to notice this year that 
well, she just had low energy. She wasn't feeling 100%. She took a medical and said that she really had to take a step back from golf to get healthy and to get her mind right again. It's really interesting. And when I spoke to her about doing this podcast chat, she was in Europe just taking a bit of a sabbatical. So that's where I caught up with her. And we talk about golf taking a backseat to her health and her mental well-being. We talk about the game and how she made a lot of changes before taking this little break. She changed up her coach, her workout routine, where she lived. I mean, there was a lot going on. And it was time for her just to hit the reset button to find her love for the game again and get back to professional competitive golf in the near future. So this is Sandra Gall as I catch up with her from a very important time in her life that she spent in Europe. Yes, um, I've been in Europe for the past, I think it's close to two months now. Um, I went back, you know, after I took my medical, I went to Prague and, um, just saw a few doctors and, um, you know, trying to figure out the situation. And then I had, um, so I had my charity event in Germany and, uh, which was really great. Um, and I spent another week with, um, one of the physios from the German Federation and she has kind of like a treatment center for different things. Um, and so, um, I did some, you know, a couple, a couple of things that really helped me kind of flush out my system and kind of reset. That was great. And then last week I did a um, Qigong course. (laughs) This is so cool. We have so much to talk about. I'm really excited. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. It was four days. Um, It was amazing. And, um, and yeah, and then now actually I'm going, I'm on a little vacation in Spain. So um, yeah, finally feels like settling down actually. The time off was just a lot about figuring things out and seeing different doctors, and it was a bit hectic, so I'm really enjoying just to mm-hmm. well, calm down so a little bit. Let's talk about the injury then. What actually happened? Yeah, it's not an injury. Um, I just felt uh, very low energy levels this year, and I was just kind of inconsistent, and um, I didn't know what was going on, and at some point I just said there's no point kind of pushing through the season. I want to really figure out to get to the bottom of it. And, you know, to be honest, I got a few different, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, three different kind of reads from doctors or diagnosis. And, um, a couple of those said that it's kind of like a passive Lyme disease sort of. So it's, it's not like, a strong version of it, but it can be triggered by, you know, when you're tired or when you're stressed. So, um, that was one of the things and, um, a couple other, you know, my blood work, but nothing, nothing really major, but things that you got to just rest and take care and flush out your system and just, you know, um, watch out that you don't overexert yourself. Yeah. And you know yourself and not just you being a professional athlete, but you know in yourself if you're not feeling 100% right. And it's amazing that you recognized it and knew that you had to slow down, take a little break, go and get some some different opinions from medical professionals, Mm -hmm. but also to listen Mm -hmm. to your body and and how you're going to figure it out, I guess, yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I feel like I should have done it earlier, but I always believe that things happen for a reason the way they did. And, um, you know, it's... I think we can be quite hard on ourselves as golfers. So, you know, when the results weren't there, I, you know, try to always 
see find reasons in me and then one day I just realized look I mean I'm just not 100% um let's not be so hard on me all the time you know it's it's got to be something with my body and um that's what it was and as well going back to being a professional athlete and some people from the outside just look at the top line they look at your scores they look at the fact that you know if you're missing cuts or if you're not performing to the standard mm. that you did before or how of course you would want to that's all they really see they don't see the inner workings of what else is actually going on with you uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you just see the snippet of our life, right? Which is the score that comes up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it's just, uh, you know, we obviously are, you know, a human like everyone else. And we need, you know, so many things to go to go well for us to perform well. And it comes from, you know, obviously your, your game to your emotional state, to your family, to your, you know, partners. It's like it's just so many things that mm-hmm. have to be working well. And you say that, you know, people just see a snippet of your life, but you're very good at social media and you've got a huge following on Instagram and on Twitter. And mm-hmm. you're really good at giving that real life side. So many people just give the kind of professional side of things. And they, mm-hmm. I know we all we all show what we want people to see, but you're very yeah. good at being honest and giving that insight into your personal life and everything else that's going on. I try. I don't think, you know, I still don't think it represents you know, it cannot, it possibly cannot represent your life, but I try to be as genuine as I can and also show the other side while recognizing that also it's a platform that I want to inspire people on. So, um, you know, I want to be positive and there's uh, times when it's hard and then also being authentic is a way to, to share uh, with other people so they can relate and see that, um, you know, again, that we're just regular people who um, have our challenges, but yet we're super lucky to be doing what we're doing. Last time you were on the podcast, you had made quite a lot of changes. And when anyone makes mm-hmm. changes in their life, in their career, it does take a little while to, to get back on track. And you moved to Sarasota in Florida. And last time we talked, you had a new trainer and you had a new kind of like training regime. Mm-hmm. You'd mm-hmm. made some changes with the game. How has that impacted everything? Do you feel that that is still like a work in progress or do you feel like that side of things has taken a little bit of a back seat when it comes to the golf game? Uh, I think it it was great um, that I made the changes. Um, however, at this point of time, it's definitely taking a backseat because I need to take care of my health and um, listen to my body a little bit more, you know. Uh, so even when it comes to working out intensely, that's not what I need to do at the moment. Um, I'm sure I get back into, you know, another form of, of working out, which I do more, in, more sort of as in yoga or um, the Qigong, but um, I think that everything has a time and place. And last year, that's what I needed. And you know, um, the changes I made, I learned a lot from them. And I'm still gonna <clears throat> use the things I learned, especially from the workouts and and also what I what I did with Cameron. Um, you know, working on my swing. I think a lot of the things integrated into my swing. And you know, to be honest, it wasn't my game that was that was not good yeah. even when I stopped playing or having a tough year this year um, result wise it was literally just my my energy 
Mm -hmm. And you have played on the LPGA Tour at this high level for such a long time because even when you were still at college, that's when you made the move to the LPGA. So it's you're still mm -hmm. young, of course, but it's a long time being in that intense cycle. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. Um, and so I think a lot of people told me that, you know, it's a good thing you're, just take, you're taking this break. I know it was uh, a medical, but at the same time, having this mental break um, has been really good to me as well because um, I think sometimes you get into like a cycle of feeling like you have to compete and you have to travel and, and, and like keep going all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's even though you take a couple of weeks off here and there, it's not really switching off because you always know you have the next tournament on the court. You have to get ready for it and, you want to qualify for Asia, you want to qualify for the Solheim Cup, you want to, you know, there's so many things always ahead of you. And it's really hard to just stop and just be and, you know, just relax and kind of let go a little bit. Mm -hmm. So taking that little step back, I think has been really healthy. Oh, it's amazing. I think it's a huge inspiration for people to hear that you've done that as well and you've recognised just how important that is. But mm. um, you mentioned the Solheim Cup there and I saw something on your Instagram that there was maybe a few mixed emotions when you were watching the final couple of days, yeah. final day of the Solheim Cup and Europe obviously going yeah. on to that victory. It must have felt a little bit strange at times to see. Yes, it was very, um, I mean, I was super happy for the girls and just the way Suzanne you know, left, you know, finished her career. That was like a dream come true. And, you know, it just like couldn't be any better story. Um, and yet I was like, why do I feel strange? Why do I feel a little uneasy? And I realized, you know, just some point of me, some part of me obviously wanted to be there and um, experience that, which I have before at two other Solheim Cups. And, um, but then I recognized, you know, this is, I'm I'm in the right place at the moment. This is what I need. You know, I actually had a very um, very healing week the week the Solheim Cup was played. So I thought it was a bit ironic because the Solheim Cup is one of the hardest weeks yes. all year, <laughs> um, so exhausting and so rewarding at the same time. Um, so for me to just be able to recognize that was really good. Yeah, let's talk about the course that you were doing that week then. So where were you? Uh, last week um, I was actually three hours outside of Prague okay. and. Um, there was a Qigong teacher who flew in from Malaysia and I had worked with her teacher before and it was about 20 or 30 people and it was like a four-day course on that. Um, and so what so, is that? What is it exactly? Oh, a Qigong is a, um, it's kind of an ancient um, Chinese practice combining body, mind and breath. Excellent. And um, it used to be kind of secret for many thousands of years because it was just passed on from teacher to student and it was used a lot in martial arts um and then uh in the um you know 1960s 70s um this qigong uh, master he basically started sharing the secrets and so this whole new he and, he and he created new practices so it's really about um, being able to um, regulate your own energy create more energy um and calm your mind and also, you know, just your your inner, um, you know, organs to be healthy. So I thought I've done it actually the last few years, but mainly just for my back because um, um, it helped me just keep my back, lower back healthy um, while playing golf. And 
now I was kind of learned more things that come with it and more exercises and I felt really, really calm and centered after those four days and um, definitely something I want to do more of. That, so doing the course, did you become a teacher in that sense or was it just kind of no, more about it? No, just learning. Um, there's, you can become a teacher, but that takes um, that takes quite a bit of time yeah <laughs> yeah well what a great experience I actually only tried yoga for the first time the other day and uh-huh. I, I don't know why I'd never done it before so I said to myself right, I need to go and I saw this class at the studio beside my house and they did candlelit yoga so it was Ooh. an hour and 15 minutes at like seven thirty at night and I thought well I just need to go and try it and I enjoyed it so much more than I thought I would oh, that's yeah, lovely. it was great and for me that's what I kept telling people afterwards that I'd never focused on my breathing so much. Normally when I'm at the gym, it's like full on cardio and, you know, you're breathing to get breath and keep going. But I'd never thought about like the deep breathing and how it can really calm you down and center you a bit. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So (laughs) is yoga something you practice a lot even when you're on the road? No, not a lot. Um, I used to. I had this amazing teacher in Orlando where I lived, and so he was very inspiring, and I loved to go to his classes because it was a lot, not just about the poses, but also a bit of the spiritual side. Okay, yeah. And then uh, he kind of moved away, and um, I stopped a little bit, and um, so I never really picked it up on a regular basis, but I do, you know, certain yoga yoga poses or parts of it on my own at times um, when I feel like I need it. When did you last actually play golf? Is it something that you've just taken a complete step away from or are you managing to to play it for enjoyment at all? Um, Last time I played was at my charity event a couple weeks ago. Um, Yeah, so I I probably practiced like two, three days before just so I (laughs) would not make an idiot out of myself. Um, and then I played you know, maybe a couple of times before that, nine holes, like with a friend and uh, with my dad once. And um, yeah, now I'm really taking maybe three weeks completely, no golf. And then, um, yeah, and then um, when I get back to Florida, I'm going to start um, practicing a little bit and kind of getting into it again. Are you when you say you would play nine holes with your dad? Are you able to find the fun in that? Like, can you kind of switch off the professional uh-huh. mind and have fun playing then? Yeah, I did actually. Um, it was a really fun night. I mean, he didn't play actually, but he just came with me, and okay. it was because there was no uh, goal in mind, and it was literally just enjoying the nine holes. We had a lot of fun, and there was no, um, you know, no thinking about the swing or you know what to work on or anything and I I really enjoyed it I think for a lot of amateur golfers and people that just like to go out and play golf maybe they work during the week and they can play at the weekends and I put myself in this category I think about my golf swing all the time so something little will happen (laughs) and I'll I'll think about it and be like oh my gosh I'm becoming obsessed with this can you switch your mind off so you're not mentally going back to that place all the time of uh, thinking about my swing? Yeah, like little things, like um, mm-hmm. just I don't yeah. know, any little part of your swing because we do, yeah. we're so obsessive over it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what I'm going to use this time for also to um, maybe go back to um, just feeling my swing a little bit more, being uh, a little bit more intuitive and 
not thinking about little parts because I think sometimes we get sucked into it once yeah. we start competing. And because we're trying to, you know, we don't like a shot and then we start analyzing in our minds and what did we do there? Um, and sometimes it's uh, obviously it's very needed, but at times it can be very contraproductive. So um, um, I, I think when I start back up, I really would like to just feel my swing and not think about it, you know, maybe look at the, look at the golf ball a little bit more, what it does and okay. feel the club head and um, kind of let the club swing more instead of, instead of trying to get it into certain positions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. And Elk talks about that all the time. He's like, you need to just not overthink it. You need to feel the swing a little bit more. And looking at the ball, that's, uh, that's a great little tip because... We know that we've got to look at the ball, but we get so caught up with everything else that it's the first thing that goes. And well, for me, my head comes up and I'm not even thinking about where that ball is going in the end. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a few weeks of vacation in Spain right now. Where else are you going to go? Mm -hmm. um, I think I, I have to uh, I have to kind of change my flight back to Florida. So I think in about two weeks, you know, after after Spain, I'm going to go back to Florida. Nice. Oh, it'll be good just to have those two weeks though. And this is a lovely time of year to be in Spain too. Yes, all the tourists are gone and it's yeah. still nice and warm. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, actually, in Florida too, this morning when I was driving to work, it was 75. And I thought, oh my gosh, oh. if it could continue this way, that would be perfect. <laughs> Where are you in Florida? I'm in Jacksonville. So, okay. okay. And because it's I'm at the cooler. beach. Yeah, exactly. We get as further north and I'm at the beach so it is a little bit cooler but oh my gosh I just love it so much it's um when, when I, I think yesterday was the first day of fall officially so I definitely could feel the change which is nice <laughs> yes good yeah right Sandra thank you so much it's always great to talk to you and it's so good just to hear that you're working on a different aspect of golf which is probably more important well definitely more important than the game itself <laughs> thank you I really appreciate it <laughs> and we'll talk to you again soon enjoy mm -hmm. Spain have a fantastic two weeks of holiday thank you thank, thank you very you. Much you too in Florida mm -hmm. thank you talk to you okay. soon bye. bye it's very interesting to hear that side of it from Sandra and her talking about the fact that you know as golf fans we just see the top line we see the number that they shoot during the round and where they finish in the tournament. But sometimes we don't really get to see what's going on behind the scenes, maybe because some people are very private about it and don't want to publicly talk about it. Or there's that social media facade where everything looks pretty perfect all the time when really it's not. And Sandra's very good at giving her fans and supporters a very realistic insight into her life and everything that's going on. So I really appreciate her delving into what she's doing to get back on track. And we're looking forward to seeing her competing again on the LPGA Tour very, very soon. If you don't follow her on social media, then you should. I just checked her Instagram earlier today though, and she's doing a retreat. So she said her phone's gonna be away for the next couple of weeks, which is definitely a healthy step to take as well. So PGA Tour, as we said at the beginning, it's the CJ Cup at Nine Bridges in South Korea this week. And with the 13 hour time difference, round two tees off at 7 p.m. Eastern time, Thursday night. <laughs> we have the SG Tour golf gaming app running for the week as well. Um, you're too late now to get in the four ball, but we have daily games running for 
packing day, moving day and closing day. So if you aren't part of it already, download the SG tour from the iTunes store, from the app store, and you can get involved in that. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed to this one already, then do that. And then every week when there's a new one, you'll get a little notification. It's on iTunes, on Spotify and on all other podcast apps and websites. And we'll be back with another one next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.